0: Welcome to Leave the Pile Higher, a podcast where you will hear how regular individuals just like you and me are leaving the pile higher and creating legacies that will benefit future generations. Our goal is to inspire you to embrace your journey and take action to grow your legacy. Let's build. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second season of Leave the Pile Higher. I'm your host, Brian Savage. Now, As we get started, I want to first take a moment to express my gratitude and say thank you for listening to me and for being part of the Leave the Pile Hire family. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in and to give my show a chance. I really appreciate your support and the fact that you find value in the content that I produce. I'd like to ask you to do a few quick things for me if you wouldn't mind. If you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button. So you never miss another episode. Share this with a family member, a friend, or colleague, and invite them to listen and become part of the Leave the Pile Hire family. And if you or anyone you know is interested in becoming a guest on the podcast, please send a message to LevethepileHire at gmail.com. As well, if you have any questions regarding building your legacy or want to talk about establishing a custom plan that can help provide peace of mind and protection. As well as other valuable resources for you, your family, and your small business, click on the Calendly link in the description below or visit calendly.com forward slash Savage Family Office and let's schedule a complimentary discovery session. All right, so here we go. I began this podcast journey back in December. Since that time, when I've published 10 episodes and it's been an exciting journey so far. I'm, I'll tell you the truth, I've, I've only just begun. Back in February, when I wrapped up the season, I failed to let you know that I'd be taking a break for a while before starting the second season and when the second season would start. A rookie mistake. But that's part of the learning and growing process, though, right? As we move forward, I'll do a better job at relaying that message. Cool. All right. So here we are. The first week of April. This past weekend was Final Four weekend and was also my birthday. So what ended up happening was I was I was away on a business trip and I was actually scheduled to return. or I did return on Sunday April 2nd uh, on my birthday and I caught an early morning flight home and my wife and the boys picked me up from the airport I opened up the back hatch to put my suitcase in a few balloons fell out and I looked up they had decorated uh, my wife's car with balloons and a happy birthday sign and whatnot it was so cool so that shared what I want to do now is just talk a little bit about the final four and one shiny moment and the significance of it and the role that it's played in my life over the last 38 years I'm a sports guy and it's exciting for me or it's been exciting for me when my birthday falls on Final Four weekend. When it falls on my birthday or around my birthday, it's just extra special for me. Here's why. I played competitive sports all my life. Played baseball, basketball, football in my youth. Um, In ninth grade, I decided to focus solely on football. Uh, But of course, you know, remained a sports fan. I remember in 1985 when all this started. I was turning 15. That Monday was April 1st. That was a championship game. Uh, Georgetown played Villanova and I was a Georgetown Hoyer fan. Georgetown was the defending national champions. And I just knew that they were going to win on Monday night. And I was going to be happy celebrating going into Tuesday, you know, into my birthday. And that was going to be my birthday present from the Hoyers, that they were going to win and beat Villanova. Well, it didn't happen. They lost. I was crushed. And at the end of the game, they play this segment called One Shining Moment. So I'm still laying on the floor. I'm watching it. Well, at that point, I was in my feelings and I was upset like I was because at this point in my life, a competitive athlete. I don't like losing. Don't like when teams that I follow lose. Anyway, I was in my feelings about it. I started thinking about different things to try to make myself feel better. And it wasn't happening. Right. I was I was stuck in that moment of being upset and disappointed about my team losing. And as I looked back over time, I realized that those sad and disappointing feelings then and even now, sad and disappointing feelings. Right. They have to be processed. You know, you have to go through whatever you go through to process them. Right. So so you can move on from them. Right. So the following year, Louisville played Duke and I was going for Louisville. Louisville won. I watched and waited for one shining moment in a different mentality, excited, you know, ready to watch it and, you know, especially because it was due. I had a different posture, right? I had I had a different mentality. I had a different anticipation of watching, you know, that segment, that one shining moment segment, because the team that I was going for had won. And then at the end of it, I started thinking about the year before and the feelings that I had that previous year when Georgetown had lost and I went so far as to Try to get myself in that disappointed uh, mind frame. And I couldn't, you know, I I couldn't bring back those feelings. But the thought didn't hurt. Let me say it this way. Last year's results, yesterday's results, any day other than today's results, good, bad or indifferent, don't define your present. Okay, so then we go to 1987 when the one shining moment song was introduced. Indiana beat Syracuse. And I was pulling for Syracuse because they were in the Big East. And although they lost, I was just looking forward to seeing the highlights. But something special happened then. The song, One Shining Moment, debuted. You know, at this point, I'm 17 and starting to take inventory on things that were happening in my life. I'm playing varsity ball at that point. College is on the horizon. I'm driving. I'm I'm maturing. I began to listen to, I was listening to the words, and it was just so meaningful and applicable to life. It meant more than sports. And then I began utilizing that time, giving myself an opportunity to take inventory, evaluate things in my life, process it, and grow from it. Over the years, you know, I've had some awesome shiny moments. There's nothing like being on top of your game when you win, you know, when everything is going your way, no feeling like it. I've had some not so good shining moments. There's nothing like being at the bottom or having the feeling of, of coming up short after pouring your heart and soul into something and giving it your all. But in order to appreciate those great shining moments, you got to go through those low shining moments. Some of the lessons that I learned because of this tournament, compare it to the tournament of life, if you will. The tournament of life is a one game elimination. We only get we only get to go through this thing once. Second, we only have one day to live and 24 hours in the day to play as hard as we can and to leave everything out on the floor. And I'm only as successful as my next shot. See, yesterday's made shots, yesterday's missed shots, they do nothing for the game of today. Mistakes are not bad. You're going to try at something and you're going to make mistakes. But just know that mistakes are not bad as long as you learn from them and keep going. Negative is not necessarily negative. Those experiences are propelling me forward. And in fact, they're they're grooming me so that I I can handle being successful. And the same thing is happening for you, right? The negative things that are happening for us, right? Because it's not happening to us. They're happening for us so that it's preparing you for greatness and grooming you for being successful. Things that we go through as individuals are not just for us to go through and to learn. But it's for, to share with someone else to help them along their journey. I don't remember every year, but there are certain years that I remember like it was yesterday. Point in case the first three years, 85, 86, and 87. Because that's that's when things started for me. And so every year I take an inventory and evaluate where I am in the process of my journey and what I'm what I'm striving to do. There are some years that stick out more than others. Like 1990, Bo Kimball would shoot his first free throw left-handed because of his teammate Hank Gathers, who during a game was running down, down court, collapsed, and passed away. That was a period in my life when I was I was in college, I was playing ball, and and to play a sport and bond as teammates on the field and then be there for them in a way off the field that you just you just can't put into words. I also remember 2008. Kansas played Memphis and that game was five days after my birthday. Uh, the second was a Wednesday that year. And the first Monday in April was the seventh. Now, what sticks out to me in 2008 was not just that it was a great game and it went the overtime. But that was a pivotal moment in my life because. I had to make make some very difficult decisions in my life and processed it all. And it helped me to get through. And then in 2017, I'll, I'll forever remember 2017's Final Four because it was in Arizona. And I was there with uh, my very good friend Kev, who was a North Carolina fan. And man, I tell you what, the funny and crazy thing about that is when I had secured the tickets, I had gotten two tickets. He was the first person I thought of. He's a Hoophead, He's a Jim Red himself. And he's a huge Carolina, North Carolina fan. Now, of course, securing the tickets in November or December, whenever I did, we had no idea who was going to be in the final four. And man, when when North Carolina hit the final four and to have Carolina win it, it was just outstanding. Having the the time to do my personal inventory there in the arena. It was amazing. And then in 2020, 2020 is significant because there was no final four. And that was a year that I had been planning for years. I had been telling family and friends when I turned 50 that in 2020, I didn't care where it was. I wanted to be at the final four, but because of the pandemic, it didn't happen. I was bummed out about it. And I got up that morning. It was a Thursday morning. My birthday was April 2nd, was was Thursday, April 2nd. And on my 50th, it was Thursday, April 2nd. And I got up that morning. And like I said, I was bummed. And because of the pandemic, everybody was home and My son was excited for Thursdays because it was trash collection and recycle day. And I remember when he heard the trucks coming, he was all excited. He grabbed me by the hand and was like, come on, daddy, the trucks are here. Let's watch the trucks." sitting there in the window. And like I said, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm watching him watch the trucks. And I then got emotional because I realized at that point I was right where I needed to be. See, prior to the pandemic, the activities of my life were a distraction in my life. What I mean by that is when we were free to move about the country, I knew what was important. My priorities were in order in my mind, but there was always something keeping me busy that would make me say, I'll get to it later. I'll address that in a little while. Having to sit still and not being able to do busy things and be busy, it and made me face the things that I had been avoiding, pushing off and I was reminded that those things that I take for granted, those things that I took for granted could easily be taken away from me. This was also the time I began having bouts with anxiety. Now, I haven't been diagnosed by a doctor. I'm not on medication or anything like that. But I'm beginning to embrace this as a part of my journey. And I'm sharing this with you today because I hope that it helps someone else that's listening. Right. Because look, as a black man, as, as black men, we don't talk about or express our feelings the way that we need to or the way that we should. And so I'm learning bravery is facing those fears. I'm learning also to walk to walk, be transparent and to share the truth about my wins, my losses, because like in sports, being a team together, everyone achieves more. And as I close out this first episode of season two, I so badly want to play that song. But I'm not. Instead, I will close out with the words of the song as written by David Barrett. The time is short and the road is long. In the blink of an eye, that moment's gone. And when it's done, win or lose, you always did your best because inside you knew that one shining moment you reached deep inside. One shining moment, you knew you were alive. Feel the beat of your heart. Feel the wind in your face. It's more than a contest. It's more than a race. And when it's done, win or lose, you always did your best because inside you knew that one shining moment, you reached for the sky. One shining moment, you knew. One shining moment. You were willing to try one shining moment. You knew that's all the piling for today. But before we go, I just want to say thank you for the privilege of your time. And remember to like, share and subscribe to the show on all your social media platforms and leave us a comment in the five star rating and be sure to go to calendly.com forward slash Savage Family Office to schedule a time so that we can explore and talk more about growing your legacy. I'm your host, Brian Savage. Until next time, let's build something larger than ourselves. Let's leave the pile higher.